Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real. The choice is to be honest. The choice is to let our true selves be seen. And this is by Brene Brown. And then I found another one I liked, so I have to give a two for one today. Authenticity requires a certain measure of vulnerability, transparency, and integrity. And that's by Janet Louise Stevenson. And you'll know why I picked this when I get into conversation with our guest today. Before we get started, I want to announce, if you haven't already heard, that I'm starting a really awesome mastermind group called Your Best Year Yet. It's limited to 20 people and will be starting first part of September, but there will be availability to join in September or October as long as there is space. So this is not a set program um, you know, that you have to uh, get in at the very start, like my sales uh, training course. So just go to lucydumascoaching.com slash mastermind if you want to learn more or if you just want to message me on Facebook or send me an email to lucy at lucydumas.com, uh, whatever you need so I can support you to see if this is uh, a really great time for that. A mastermind group, having a community of like-minded people where you're learning from me, but then you're also supporting other people is a really, really powerful way to grow, especially during these um, most interesting times. <laughs> so my guest today, I'm really excited because she and I have not met. And if you listen a lot, you know that I get a lot of guests that I already know. But just from a little short chat before uh, starting this recording, I said that we are kindred spirits. And I felt like I was uh, about to open a, a present, a beautiful, wonderful, nicely wrapped present that I knew there was amazing things inside. So Bobby Brinkman, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much, Lucy. And, and that was a wonderful intro. Anytime I can be included in anything, um, all those emotional quotes like that, inspirational quotes is great. And, and the kind words is, you know, I, I consider it always a gift to share my time with a fellow creative and entrepreneur. And so I'm thrilled to be here and, and hopefully enlighten and share and laugh a little bit with your listeners. Yeah. So, um, Bobby is a storytelling photographer, a wedding industry educator. She's in St. Simon, Simone's, Simon's, St. Simon's, St. Yep. Simon's Island in Georgia, Georgia. Uh, she's Georgia. been around just a little longer than I have, 40 years, and captures love stories for what she calls Fabo couples in authentic moments from coast to coast. So she travels. With her experience, yeah. she understands that a wedding day should reflect each couple, and so should their wedding photos. She focuses on stories and not about capturing award-winning photos. She's all about the value she brings to a wedding day with her team and serving her clients. And she believes that every, she strongly believes that everyone is welcome just as they are. No matter who you love or where you're from, it all starts with love and all love matters. Every story deserves to be told. So I, I love that. Yeah. So Good. welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, thank you. Yeah. So can you share in briefly 
how the heck you got started in photography, why choose weddings, you know, just a little of your background since we're just getting to know each other. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, kind of like everybody else. I'm not going to tell you, oh, I was passionate about this. I'm going to tell you the truth, the hard truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> Photography chose me. I love documenting, being a historian. I love that I can take a moment that is happening today, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, in someone or something's life or an event, capture that and include in that photo who, what, where, when, and why. And years from now, when that person passes away or that building is gone, you look back at that photo and you go, wow, I remember that. I remember what was going on. And as you know, Lucy, nobody looks at the photo the same way as somebody else. So three people could be standing, you know, next looking at that photo and to get three different stories from that day. But more importantly, when you look at these photos, you're going to remember how much you were loved, what all you've been through, the journey you've been on and what you've been doing. And that is the power of photography. So I knew from a very, very young age, I'll share that part is there are photos of me at eight or nine years old with a camera in my hand. My parents took photos of that. Mm. I've never put one down every since. So while I would tell you that it's a passion, it's pretty much just a life for me. It, it's what I truly believe is my purpose. And my purpose is to serve. And I'm served using the gifts that I was given through photography. I was going to ask you if you had a favorite photograph, uh, but you already beat me to the punch about, <laughs> or a photograph that uh, impacted you or illustrated what you're talking about, but you already shared that. Thank you. There's yeah, I mean, I think a lot last one that we took, right? I think lots of times as photographers, it's the last photo we took. You're like, wow, okay. We all get in the car. Maybe if you're a photographer, wedding photographer, baby photographer, you get in the car and go, oh man, if I only did that. But just doing just that wasn't what our lesson was or what we were supposed to deliver that day. What we captured was what was happening and what we were supposed to be capturing. So I think my most favorite photo is always the last one that I just took because I know it's it's going to serve whatever purpose or lesson that subject needed to serve and who would be viewing it. Right. My actually, my thought was a photograph that impacted your life of you or your family. Um, but I love, I love you sharing about that as well. That totally, um, totally resonates with me. Um, I'm going to pause. So from the brief conversation that we had before we started, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much good stuff. Too bad I'm not recording now. And I know that <laughs> it's clear to me that you are a wealth of, of inspirational thoughts and uh, wisdom and experience. So one of the things you mentioned was about being successful as a photographer. Can you, like, who can be successful? Oh, I think every person in the world can be successful. Um, success is a different definition by everybody. Do you want to be successful with, with the fact that you work two days a week? Um, do, you do you define success by, I'm going to take a vacation once a year, once a month somewhere? Or do you want to have six, seven, eight, nine figures in your bank account? Um, so I think success is knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it. Serving who you're supposed to serve and knowing why you're serving them. So I think everybody has that in them. They might just need a little bit kick in a direction or, hey, you can make this happen. And sometimes people like you and I that have the privilege of coaching other creatives, sometimes if they get in their own way, we all get in our own way. So sometimes if you're stumb stumbling or you're struggling a little bit, you've stepped back a little bit and you're gonna realize that you really do know a lot about your craft. You know what it's like to take a photo. You have your f-stops down, you have your shutter speeds down. Why aren't you successful? And again, successful in your definition or somebody else's. Because if you're, if you're continuing to get booked and you're busy, you're doing something right. 
we could have a whole another show about you might be too cheap. Let's be real here. Yeah. But people are coming to you wanting your services. So you're doing something right. So you are being successful. So flip that switch to determine what success means to you. And then let's go after that plan. You know, a goal, a dream, and a plan. You know, a dream is something that you do when you're not professional. That's what you would like to do in your spare time. A goal is what you want to do while you're working. Bobby mm-hmm. Brinkman's if nobody else. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's success comes to those who put in the hard work. And success, again, is defined in a variety of different, you know, affirmations, salutations, financial institutions, whatever it is that you want to call success, you can achieve that because you believe in yourself that you're going to get there and you tell yourself that that's what you want to do. What if somebody doubts that they can be successful? They look at others and think their work is better or they're better marketers or there's too much competition. People are giving it all away. How can I charge well? What do you have to say to that, Miss Bobby? Well, I say that number one, there is nothing wrong with competition. Um, I hope listeners that are listening in, especially photographers, um, will hear me say this loudly. Three things. One, Competition just means that what you're offering is needed by a large amount of people. Competition means there's so many of you because so many people need that service. Mm. So that is a good thing. That means you've chosen something that is needed. Number two, stop comparing yourself to the nine squares on Instagram. Those are photos. Those are storytellers. By the sheer fact that it's a photo-based social media program and we are storytellers, we all know that the photos that we achieve or go after on a wedding day or an infant photo, what shows up to the products that we're delivering to the couple, just like what we show up on that nine square, had a lot of work done to it. There's a lot Mm -hmm. more story to it. To compare yourself to somebody else is not serving the right couple and it's not serving you or the right client for those that aren't wedding photographers. Mm -hmm. You have to serve yourself first. So you have to believe in yourself and you have to know what I have to offer is what I'm offering and I'm doing it to the best of my ability. You don't want to be, we don't need 75 Ansel Adams. We don't need, we don't need 75 Brene Browns. We don't need 15 Lucy's or seven Bobby. We have those. We need to continue to be the best us. And when you do that, Customers are going to find you because they're going to know that this is what I'm doing. This is how it is to work with me. This is the experience I'm going to deliver you. And this is the end result in the photo. So competition is okay. means you're doing it what everybody else is needing. Understanding that don't compare yourself to somebody else because they're not you and you're not them. So no matter what you market, you're still marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. And number three is you just have to set yourself up for success. And that means defining your right client, knowing who you serve and why you serve them. That's how you get around that lack of respect. Look in the mirror every day and know that you're going to do this because people are asking you to do it and people are paying you to do it, which means you are offering a value. So those three things, set yourself up for success by knowing who you serve and, and why you serve other, them. Why you serve them. Right. You want to know who you serve and why you serve them. Meaning I, I want to serve people that are um, ambitious. I want to serve people that photography is on the top things. If I said to a wedding couple, tell me the three things or describe three things about your wedding that you have to have. And if they go booze, live music, and a getaway car, and photography is not in the top three, I'm probably not the vendor for them because I need somebody that wants photography as a priority. So I want to know who I'm serving. Mm -hmm. Why I'm serving them is because in the long run, We are the only, and it's the same for you, Lucy, as a a newborn or infant or child photographer and any listener 
that's in a different genre of photography. What we do, no matter that genre, is whatever, what we do is the only service that somebody is buying that is going to increase in time. Mm -hmm. Because sadly, somebody in that photo will pass away, that building will be demolished, a hurricane will come through and beat up that you know, oceanfront. So our what we do is a value today, but it only grows after we delivered it. It increases in value after we deliver it. So you want to know who you serve and why you serve them and not to be afraid of competition because you're doing the right thing because it's needed and to not compare yourself. You right. have to be your biggest fan. If somebody says, Bobby, who is your one of your favorite photographers? You know what? Bobby's <laughs> going to say me. Bobby's going to say it. me because I'm one of my favorite people. Yeah, right? I love it. <laughs> I love I mean, it. If, I love it. If you don't believe in yourself, it's, it's that old adage. If you don't believe in yourself, how can you serve others? And it's right. like, and it's the thing I always say, if people don't understand, you know, what product or service you're trying to offer them with whatever problem they have, because let's face it, I need family photos. That means that client has a problem. The problem is they need family photos. So if they don't understand how you're to solve that problem, then they don't understand why they want to invest. In. Mm. So people have to, you have to be able to show the people what, what they're investing in. And I am this, you want to become the go-to expert in baby photography or the go-to expert in wedding photography, not the best, the go-to, meaning right. you know how to solve the issue or problem that your client or couple is needing. Right. And those things will allow you to be successful if you just start at the beginning by knowing who you serve and how you serve them. So how do you help your coaching clients become their own biggest fans? Oh, just by putting them in front of the mirror and saying, let's, let's sit down and I want you to tell me six things about yourself. Mm. Tell me six things you want to change. And I'm going to tell you that the six things you need to change are what we don't need to work on. What we need to work on are the six things that you listed, but don't know how to accomplish. Mm. I want you to sit down and figure out where you want to go and how you want to get there. And any photographer always has to figure out, I'm going to show up on the wedding day. I'm going to show up at the newborn house. What's it going to look like? I have to know all those other things about people skills and how to handle multitasking in order to deliver my job. So I better be really good at my craft, meaning I have to know my tool. I have to know my lighting setup. I don't need to be chimping on the back of my camera. <laughs> I need to know that that tool is going to allow me to do my job so that I'm emotionally connected and I'm emotionally immersed in what I'm getting ready to deliver for that person. So I teach my, I teach all my students that we have to figure out the defining person, who you are and who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. We can't really build or move or refresh or rebrand your career to be a sustainable career until you get to the core of why it is you do what you do. And that is what leads many photographers, I think, to burnout because mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing over and over and they don't realize they're doing the same thing over and over and they want to know why they're sitting there. The other side of that, Lucy, is as long as you're moving forward, you're doing something right. Right. You're still, you have to just understand that even though things look crazy and you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're, and you're not really growing, you have to step out on faith and say, now it's time to raise my prices. Now mm -hmm. it's time to add this service. Now it's time to do this, especially during this time of COVID. We don't need to be changing so much about what we do. We need to just be adding value and services to the thing that we already do well, mm. to those we serve. So if someone is, uh, let's say, a boudoir photographer, how do they add value and services? Oh, I think, oh, I think the boudoir people right now is you better be really good at making sure you make, whether it's a male or female in front of you. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about females. That's still the priority 
majority, and I think that's probably the most popular, but there are a lot of guy, guy boudoir photos that are coming up. Doudoir, we, you we used to call it. Yeah, yeah. Doudoir. We need, you, we get need, that? you need to be able to make that girl, you need to be able to make that female understand the value that she has before you even start taking that photo. Mm. So you're adding value by offer them scenarios. If you know somebody is, you know, heavy, much heavier, you know, I don't think that you should probably go into a smaller room and she would automatically say, oh my gosh, I'm twice the size of this room or this little area. You're adding value to your services because you're listening to your couple or that bra or that boudoir, that female person. And, uh, and you're listening to her. What are her, what are her concerns? Oh, I don't like my arm. I hate the way I have this big, you know, muffin. So you're listening, you're asking. Then our job is to solve that problem of self-doubt, you know, low self-esteem so that we can deliver her beautiful photos of herself without a bunch of tricks and, and gadgets and F-stop changes mm -hmm. and, and presets. We want to be authentic for her because she's showing up authentic for us. So mm -hmm. the value that you want to add as a boudoir photographer is let me show you how the rest of the world sees you, maybe a little less clothes on, but I'm still going to make sure that throughout all these photos, people are connecting right to your eyes. They're seeing that smile. And if we're doing a mood thing, they're still connecting with what you're trying to say and what, they're, what you're trying to say in your voice is, here I am. I love who I am. This is who I am. Welcome. I'm in the world. I'm going to kick butt being this woman that I am. And yeah. they put some clothes on so they feel really good about that. And they remember how you made them feel during that session so mm -hmm. that they can then help somebody else feel that way about themselves. So the yeah. value is to always listen to your couples and your clients and then deliver what you know they need to see and feel like and the experience that we bring them during the time yeah. they're with us in front of our house. Yeah. What I'm hearing loud and clear is don't worry so much about the photography. I mean, definitely do a great job, but that what we're selling people, what we're selling people is right. ourselves experience and our own personalities, our own heart, our, our caring about them. I mean, I, I mentioned this in my last interview, but my senior portrait was the first time that anyone had ever told me I was photogenic. Um, he, I felt beautiful, you know, it wasn't in a creepy way, but I saw myself through his eyes. And, you know, at 17, young lady should have had some people telling her that beforehand, but, but I didn't, or if I did, it didn't hit home. And I was only in that little trailer behind the school for 15 minutes, but, but the photographer was very present and yeah, it just, I still can feel how it, it boosted me. So yeah, being and you service. take that experience and right, and you take that experience to when you were photographing and when you still photograph. You remember that power that somebody gave you, so that you could have power in front of their lens. So exactly. they trans, they they literally, they literally just sent that through and channeled that through to you. And that's what we're doing. Whether you're a wedding photographer, boudoir photographer, high school reunion photographer, even if you're a food and brand photographer, which is you know a whole nother area now you still are offering the person that is paying you to do this, you're offering them an experience. And let's face it, Lucy, we're only offering temporary experiences, but our job is to deliver them exceptional moments. I agree. Why they are with us. Yeah. From, it's, the, it's the whole time. It's, it's you're going to like your photos and feel better about your photos, no matter what area of photography it is. If the relationship that you have with me, that one hour is in, and you understood that I saw you, I heard you, 
and I supported and I cheered you. Yeah. Throughout the whole time you're with me, the experience, as in what we know how to do our camera, is important, but the experience that we allow our client to have along with us will keep you a very, very, very busy photographer. Yes. I mean, I personally believe that when people send me a thank you note, and it does happen to me, but I personally believe that when people describe you, good photographer should be at the bottom of the list. When somebody sends me a thing about, oh my gosh, I had such a great time with you on the wedding. Thank you for doing this, this, and this. Oh, and by the way, the photos were great. That mm -hmm. should be the last thing because that's a given. People yeah. are already hiring us to deliver good photos. They don't know about the experience. That is our job. And I think that is far more important than being able to capture a, a stunning, beautiful photo. The knowledge to do that is one thing, but the service is delivering it in a way that they're going to remember and feel. And you will continue to be booked over and over and over because that couple will tell somebody else, oh, Bobby made me feel important. Or Bobby didn't take 95 hours to set up one picture. Or Bobby included everybody. Or she came to her house to do a baby photo and didn't mind that it took 20 minutes while we fed the kids. She didn't yeah. rush me. The experience I got to her was worth the investment. And let's face it, no matter what product or service we're buying, people invest in people. Known like trust. There's a reason it's known like a trust. I want to be known, I want to be liked, and I want to be trusted. And you will have a sustainable career. There's, uh, when I was doing weddings, uh, my first 12 years in business, the person that was at the top of the food chain, actually, anyone that I met that had been at a wedding or in a bridal party where he was the photographer would say what a jerk he was. And yeah. his work was magnificent. Probably never hear this, or if he did it, he wouldn't recognize himself. But <laughs> um, I was always trying to um, outscore him in our local competitions. And decade after decade, he kept entering, which I really admire. Um, and his work was so spectacular that I never got a major like photographer of the year award or wedding photographer of the year because he was just that good. And I, I am one of my biggest fans as photographer. And I will say my images were pretty darn wonderful, but right but he has something special photographically, but I can't tell you how many conversations I had in those 12 years. I wouldn't even bring, you know, I wouldn't bring him up, but somebody would say, oh, I hope you're not like him because he was so bossy. He was so this, he was, you know, from other vendors. Like I, I wasn't asking, you know, hey, tell me about him. It just would come up. And I would think, exactly. how, on, how on earth is he even getting any work? Um, and I just imagine if he had um, addressed some of his challenges, which, which he did later in life and became a much warmer, fuzzier person. Um, but I don't know. Oh, so the point of my story, uh, there was a point, though, where one like big fall and pretty much he didn't get work anymore because people weren't loyal to him. People right. would, exactly. he was in a community where if so-and-so used somebody, then everybody in that community used them. Uh, so I think that's how he uh, was able to be so busy. And also, honestly, his work was just freaking amazing. Um, but anyway, so you get the moral of my story, Bobby. Right. That right. I'm not well, gossiping. And, and that brings up another, well, no, that brings up another section too. And it's like, you know, you and I can date ourselves a little bit, but the younger generation, generation and, and the newer amazing generation of photographers that are coming up don't put an impact on I need to go and enter competitions or I need to make sure I am part of PPA or WPPI or our numerous 
other, you know, professional organizations. That's kind of went a little bit by the wayside. And a lot of it is because internet, you know, YouTube teaches us how to be everything in that and a bag of chips. But clients don't always care about all the photographic awards that you have. Clients don't always care that you scored 98 on that print. But as an artist and a lover of the craft, we have to challenge ourselves professionally to know that we're doing something different. We need to be challenged in a harder creative way. What couples and clients want is, and, and fellow industry pros, fellow wedding fender, uh, you know, anybody in the photography industry, your people that you work with, they want you to show up and be authentic and do the best dang job that you can do and be joyful doing it. Be right. happy that you're doing it. Share that enthusiasm, share that passion. So your clients want to know that when Bobby shows up at a wedding, she's going to come in no matter what happened in that car ride coming over. She's going to show up. And I know it's the same for you as well, Lucy. You're going to show up. I'm going to give you 2000% of myself. I'm fully present. I'm listening because I also feel that sometimes as a photographer, it's true that we're psychologists and, you know, and every other, you know, list to magic worker and everything It's because people open up to us because I don't know about you or any of your listeners, but the number of people that tell me stuff about them at a wedding, like, yeah. oh, this is my so-and-so cousin. And you're like, okay, great. 15 minutes later, I know what she had for lunch. Yeah. I just feel that we, that's part of what goes along with our job is right. people do think that we're capturing more than what we're capturing where we're capturing the essence in that moment, but people still are so superficial. They're like, oh, well, my whole appearance is being captured. So let me explain to you why I wore this blue shirt today. No, you're just wearing a blue shirt. You know, that's, that's what we need to do. But when we allow them to open up and tell us why they're wearing a blue shirt, if you just sit back and watch, you watch the ease, you know, watch the tension fall off their shoulders. Mm -hmm. They fall into a natural state. And it should just be you and I are having a conversation. I just happen to have a camera up in front of my face capturing you at this moment. Right. And so that's, and that's something that I think we have to push ourselves to continue to get creative. We need to push ourselves professionally to try something new, but what we deliver when people hire us is again, if I call up Bobby Green photography, I shouldn't spend 25 minutes talking to you about photography. You already know what I do. Now I need to tell you how I do it and why I do it. And that's the key to being successful and sustainable. That's, if you're doing all those things, people will constantly call you. The photos are second nature. It's how you made them feel when you were with them and they felt they were heard. It's the experience. And that, that's, I think that is our task as historians is to capture everything around us, the who, what, where, when, and why, but the why is why we're gathered. And the why is really what comes out in that print or that digital file. When you look at it, it's like, why are they here? Oh, this is why. Why did they have me take this photo? Oh, this is why. It doesn't matter what you're in front of and the rest of that story because you can look at the photo of five people or a baby in whatever chair or whatever prop you're having them in. And even though it might be a heirloom, the why is the baby is in it, look at this photo, and then the story will unfold. And now you have a whole generation that gets to tell everybody about what happened in that photo. And you get brought right back to that time. And I think that is... One of our biggest jobs is to deliver a photo that takes everybody back to that moment and they feel. A photo's got to move you. A photo you have to feel. And I think that's why my philosophy and how I chose to shoot is I believe anytime that the human hand or foot or something, the human touch is in a photo, it makes the photo more moving. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that actually the photos, uh, the, the portraits, I'm not a fan of the word photo. 
right. <laughs> uh, except we're in conversation like this, yeah. but um, right. That or blow that, up that <laughs> yeah, blow up. I'm wondering, I'm, Can I blow oh. up that photo. <laughs> so Bobby, I wanted to um, buy a URL for my new business. It's going to be called. Okay. Follow this. I M G O N S U T Y U. I'm going to shoot you.com. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. And well, not Atlanta, but anyway, anywho. So knowing that the experience is important, but also I'm glad I'm, I'm hearing you say that, that the image itself is important. Um, right. I have photographs like my mother's mother drowned when my mom was five months old. And there are a couple snapshots from uh, be my grandmother's wedding. And then there's a beautiful formal portrait of my grandpa, who I also never met because um, he passed when my mom was a newlywed. And I've always had this portrait of this woman that my mother didn't know. And this man that was her daddy on their wedding day, or, you know, might've been a, another day, but in their wedding clothes. And the importance of that in the life of our family is immeasurable. I cannot tell you, you know, what a thousand times, two thousand times, five thousand times my eye has fallen on it, or I've studied it and stared and thought, who were you? You know, right. what what do what about you is me? So right. what we do, as you were saying, it gains value in ways that we will never ever know. No. But I, I was at a it was a a photography show in LA and uh, there was a panel about fine art photography. So I was waiting and I was chatting with a woman who was a commercial photographer and I told her I did portraits, weddings and portraits. And she's like, well, I started out. Okay. So I have to preface this with, I always kind of thought that people did, that did fine art or magazine or commercial photography, they were real photographers. And I was sort of settling for the easy thing, that was my percept perception of of being, you know, and and also I think kind of a world perception because it's not as glamorous. She said, I started out as a portrait photographer. I loved it. And then I did a couple of commercial jobs and I got hired again. And eventually I accidentally became a commercial photographer. And after 20 years, for me, I realized most of my work is in landfills. And I've wasted my career. Mm -hmm. And now I personally, you know, people that do commercial photography, if you're listening, you know, absolutely honor and respect what you do. But what it did for me is it stopped me in my tracks and realized that what I do will last generations beyond what we'll ever know. And there might be holograms of our photographs. <laughs> I mean, look at like Michael Jackson concerts still where they right. use a hologram of or whatever, however they do that. So, yeah. So I love that you and I share that, um, the passion for giving of ourselves and at the same time, understanding how important it is, what we do. Right. And, you know, if a commercial photographer, uh, does some photographs that help someone's business that help people uh, hire or purchase something that that is impacts their life, you know, that that's valuable as well. 
Um, well, so. and, and again, and, and, and in that tone of is, you know, people are not going to be going to funerals and they hold up a flash drive or a computer. People have to understand that they have to print these photos. People, you don't understand right now how much value and impact that photo brings. And it is our legacies and, it, mm-hmm. and it's our legacies through and through. Because if you're having a really bad day and you walk through your hallway and you see your entire generation of family out there, or you see last two years ago's family photos, or, or you see the dog in the photo that's passed away something as easy as that or that bike oh I remember that bike is out there Mm -hmm. and you're having a really bad day you walk down that hallway and immediately hit with all these hugs and loves of you know these people love you Mm -hmm. these people are in your lives and they may not be here now but look at you just took five seconds to reminisce and your day gets better and and if we don't as photographers also exist in photos and and this is for all the mom photographers out there your mm-hmm. mompreneurs, you guys have got to get in front of the camera. Your kids want to see what you look like. We spend our entire weekends, and I think there's a lot of weekend warriors here that listen. We spend our entire weekends away from our family. And I don't have any kids. You know, my career is my is my child. But those that have kids that are six, seven, eight, I tell wedding photographers right now, you better figure out a way that you're at least off once in a while because to explain to your seven-year-old why you're not there capturing their first goal or their first dance recital and you're off capturing a total stranger's wedding, Mm -hmm. that's huge. So you understand the value that you bring, you understand your worth, and you know that to be away from your family will cost you this. And yes, that's a financial cost, but also what you're away with. But you have to also capture your own family. You have to tell the stories. You have to be that annoying, you know, I'm the annoying aunt that has a camera every time I go anywhere at my niece and nephews, right? Yeah. But that's what we have to do. But people have got to learn that you can't, people run back and grab their computers now out of the houses that are burning because that's where the photos are. Right. But people have to understand that we have to print photos. And so again, photographers are listening. If you are not delivering a printed product, you are doing your, you're doing yourself, your customers a disservice because you're not giving them the whole story. Mm-hmm. You're not giving them what they paid for. The, you ca- they paid you to capture something. So you capture something, deliver them, finish the job. You don't go to the grocery store and walk in and come out with an empty cart. You put things in it. When you take a photo, the cart is the photo. Deliver the photo, you know, and, and we have to get back to that. And this, I'm hoping that with all the massive cell phones and everything, and yes, you know, pictures do end up in the landfill, computers end up in the landfill, but it's also, if we're not careful, look how much is disappearing. We're we don't even have photos anymore to look at some of these old, old history things. Their photos are disappearing because everything's going to digital and Mm -hmm. you can't really see it or feel it or touch it. And again, it's, that's what photography is all those emotions. It's all, it's, it's using all your senses. You know, when you look at a photo, you can smell all that day was cotton candy, or you feel that all that's the day we went on the roller coaster. And that is what we do. And that is a gift that's sharing our gift. And so what we do, call it the superpower if you want to, but what we do is very important. And what we do has a place as a career. And everybody should be proud of that. If If you're able to serve by using your gifts, you are so far ahead of everybody else and you will have success doing that because yeah. your reward is that you're using your gifts. Yes. Serve. And I want to connect the dots with uh, with a couple of things you said in that, you know, just now uh, about the importance of spending time with your family. Um, even, you know, I'm currently I've been single more of my life than I've been in relationship, didn't have kids. Um, but spending every weekend when I did weddings as part of why I quit because 
my friendships, uh, the, the groups I used to have fun with, they did never invite me to anything after a while because I was always working. Um, but the connecting the dots is when you said the importance of selling printed work. One of my coaching clients had been doing photography for 10 years and selling only digitals. And she was the main breadwinner in the house. So she was working 60, 70 hours a week. She could never be there for her son or her husband's much of anything. And within a short time in our coaching, she learned how to bundle her wedding pricing in a way that then people began to purchase not only the prints initially, but I taught her how to do after sales. And she didn't think people would buy a baby and newborn photography in print. And I helped her with that. And her first sale was like $3,000. And at a certain point, she said, you know what? I'm only working 30 hours a week. I'm making twice as much as I have for the last 10 years. And my husband and my son are shocked that I am home, that, that they're like, we're going to the park. You know, we know you have to work. And, you know, they're shocked when she says, oh, no. I can go with you. So the combination of, I was the first person that believed that she could earn a lot more money, but then her switching to printing and prioritizing her family, you know, all together, you know, it's a, well, you get what I'm saying. It's the one of the, the besides serving our clients more, we serve our lives more when we find a way to be paid for what we do. And one of the easiest ways is to be selling the printed work. So yeah. So I'm about out of time as I'm watching the clock. So I have two questions for you. One is if people want to connect with you, uh, where would they go? You can do a couple ways. If you're interested in photography or you want to talk more about photography um, and you just want to look at my amazing Fabo website, not funny, funny, funny. Um, and again, on that note, everybody don't keep changing your website. Remember couples are who you want to hire. Photographers are going to come look at your websites all day long and, and see what you're doing, but you need to have your website to it's the, it's the brick and mortar to your store. So have a great website that showcases you that shows couples in all shapes and sizes, everything show all the colors of the rainbow show that everybody's welcome. But my website is bobbybrinkmanphotography.com. And um, if you want to do coaching or mentoring or chat even further, um, that is at bobbybrinkman.com. Currently down right now, by the time this airs, it might be up. I'm doing a revamp a little bit, taking advantage of some COVID because we all should keep working during COVID. Mm -hmm. And then of course, I host a podcast, which is Fable Podcast. It's Fable Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, all those things where, you know, again, kind of like Lucy, I, I just love to hear everybody's stories and what they're doing and how they're doing it and inspiring everybody to understand that you are, you are, you, there's a purpose. We all have a purpose and you're doing a wonderful purpose and, and you're sharing and doing things. So always love to chit chat with everybody and anybody and always up for a coaching or discovery call. And you know, if you want to vent and chat like Lucy, I've been around for a long time, so we can probably help you get through some of the speed bumps that you're on to yeah. get you back on your path. But you just got to believe in yourself and you, and you just got to know that you can do it. If, if not you, who, if not now, when, you know, mm. um, you just got to go forth and keep moving forward. And this is a wonderful craft and we need to make sure the craft continues to grow. And if you think about it, Lucy, and, and you can attest to this, you know, years ago, you, you had to get a printed photo. So why did that change? Why did photographers stop? I mean, I've been around. I only used to deliver print. I still deliver print. I still deliver a printed product. And that didn't change just because I changed to a digital camera. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, we have to continue on with that legacy and say, this is the importance. And if we don't believe that it's important, nobody else will. So if, for those of you who just want to shoot and burn, you're going to burn out real quick because nobody's going to give you $60,000 a year for a little disc. 
but people want to see their babies in a small print, in a small book. People want to see those lives. People need to see that. And let's face it, like your, like your student, who's not going to say, I don't want to invest in my child or my child is not worth that print. And right. lots of people cannot do what we do. Moms with cameras can't always take that photo like we can. And as long as you're showing your right client and your right couple that you can solve that problem to deliver them a wonderful experience and a wonderful printed product, they will hire you. Even though they can do it with their cell phone, the stress and the drama are part of what you relieve. And then you let them enjoy the moment of being with their baby or being yeah. in the wedding party or being yeah. at the boudoir. That's what you have to remember. And everybody's fed and everybody has their, everybody has a talent and we're all needed and we're all wanted. And we all have a purpose. And most of the time we as humans just get in our own way. Yeah. We step out of our way. Look at the wonderful things that open up opportunity wise, you know? Right. So that's what we have to continue doing and motivating everybody every day and, and just being kind. You know, yes. the world just needs a lot more kindness. Yes. So you actually uh, answered what my second question was going to be, which is, was there anything else you wanted to share? And pretty much uh, you did. So <laughs> I want to thank you so much. It's great to get to know you. And I look forward to decades of, of connection with you in many ways. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when we can go to conventions again and yes. all that stuff or have in-person uh speaking programs and even you know online connection you know exactly. excited. and bobby has said that uh she would be happy to interview me to put yes. me in the hot seat uh shortly so um i i'm that's gonna be so much fun so again exactly. thank you bobby and for your listeners for your listeners that are listening when i get ready to do that i'm gonna reach out to you guys and say okay this is everybody's been on lucy's show what questions now can we ask Lucy? That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to mm. get all those people that you've interviewed and students and, uh, and we'll get that coming for the end of the year. So like everybody else, uh, you know, we do things for a reason and in seasons and, and you're doing this season right now of your podcast and, and I'll be ready to start mine back up again in the fall with interviews. And I think it's just great to cross over and connect a little bit and just let everybody see different perspectives and ideas. And again, it's yeah. just, we have to keep sharing and the more yeah. we get to know each other, the better we are. And it well, it's a community and the better we are as an industry. I love it. I love it. Uh, anyway, so thank you, Bobby. And uh, to be continued. Thank you. So Bobby, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on my show. This was fun. All right. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for listening in and everybody have a fabo day. Take care. So now that uh, Bobby has left the building, I just want to say a secret. Wasn't she awesome? <laughs> I just love meeting new people that it turns out we're, you know, kindred spirits and have a lot of the same passion and thoughts and so forth. Um, so before I do my wrap up, I want to remind you to check out the information about my upcoming mastermind group that is starting in September. And uh, you just go to lucydumascoaching.com. And you can click on the tab that says mastermind, or you can do lucydoos.com, Lucy with an I slash mastermind, either way will work. Uh, or you can find Lucy Dumas on Facebook and just send me an instant message there. I'm on there a lot. If you have questions, uh, you can email me. You can click the link and set up a quick chat to see if this mastermind program would um support you right now. It's called your best year yet. And we're going to be focused on marketing and supporting each other and sharing ideas and sharing successes. 
Um, so it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. So quick wrap up. Um, you have what it takes to be successful. There's not a magic formula like, oh, there's certain people that are allowed to be successful and others can't. Uh, but you do have to do the work. And we talked about competition a little. I thought this was cool. That when you see that there's competition, it's great because it means there's a need. So um, yeah, don't let that deter you from your success. And she talked a lot about being authentically yourself from the start. Give of you. The world doesn't need more Ansel Adams or more Lucy Dumases. There's already one or there was one. Um, but there's, there's only you. And our clients really remember how we made them feel. Uh, if you're selling photography, then it's a given. You should have good photography. It could be award-winning or it could be in the, you know, good and you're growing, but people will love what you do when you give them a wonderful experience and you share your authenticity. Um, she said to set yourself up for success, you want to know who you serve, who you are, and why you serve them. I thought that was great. And I loved her saying that we want to be our biggest fan. Um, there's no place for playing small. Uh, is my reaction to that. Um, you know, not bragging, not being a show off, but developing that, developing that awareness that we're special and what we're doing is amazing. And, you know, being willing to um, help people agree with us, <laughs> I guess. Um, she said, I thought this was good in this current uh, time that we're in, if you're listening to this, during the pandemic and hopefully people might be listening to this well past the pandemic and thinking, Oh, wasn't that a rough time? Aren't we glad it's over? So that's my hope is, is that we'll get to that point soon. But anywho, um, adding value right now and adding a higher level of service is one way to um, refine what we're doing uh, during this time so that we can uh, continue to attract clients, uh, sell our work, upgrade how we sell our work. And I love that she was just as passionate as I am about the importance of printing photography, that that is what gets left behind more. Um, because honestly, people don't, um, when they get the files, they don't make a wedding album. I mean, I... I spent, I don't know, countless hours, 20 hours working with a client who um, they had files. Uh, they were married internationally. So we arranged for the photographer to let me have the raw files. We paid him well for that privilege. And the effort of putting a beautiful book together for her has taken me, you know, if, if it was my own book, I probably wouldn't have spent that much time or refined it or perfected it. So um Part of being of service is to do the things with our photography that people won't get around to doing, don't know how to do, don't have access to uh, the, the album companies that are going to create the most beautiful archival books or the photo labs. So anyway, I love that she just really gave that, um, you know, that cheering you on that you're awesome. You can do this. This is a great career. Just keep doing the work. All right, that's it for now. Don't forget to uh, check out 
lucydumascoaching.com for anything, whether mastermind group or you just want to chat and um, stay tuned for next week. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.